In this episode, I break down The Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. Let's go. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Millennial Momentum Podcast. This is your host, Tom Alamo. You can find me, more info about Millennial Momentum, uh, millennialmomentum.net. Find me on social media at Tommy Tahoe, Instagram, Twitter, very active, YouTube, uh, Facebook, Millennial Momentum. Hit me up. If you're new to the show, thank you. Hola. Um, welcome to the show. This, this show is a millennial personal development podcast. It's focused on helping you get to the next level. Uh, what do I mean by that? Financially, relationship, career, health, wherever you're trying to get to that next spot, you have a goal that you're trying to reach. I think you need three things, right? I think you need a really dogged work ethic. You need a positive growth mindset attitude. You need a little momentum, which is forward motion with energy, right? You need that little spark that gets you going. And I'm hoping that what I do with the show, with the podcast, video, blog, everything can help be that spark for you. I'm hoping it's that for me. I'm not a get. I'm not an expert, uh, but I I get people on that are experts. I try to learn as much as I possibly can and share it with you. I do this outside of my full time job in tech sales as a manager. So we're talking five to seven a.m., seven to ten p.m. during the week, weekends. This is a Sunday. I am on a work business trip in Seattle. It's Sunday at five twenty p.m. before dinner time. And I'm locking and loading. So thank you. All I ask is is um, if you find value here, hit subscribe. If you're on YouTube, thank you for watching. Hit subscribe there. If you're listening, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, wherever, subscribe. Leave a review. Share it with a friend. Would really appreciate it. The whole goal is to help you guys get after it. So thank you for that. Today, we're breaking into a book review. Ego is the Enemy. By Ryan Holiday. And to kick this off, I, I want to talk about this topic a little bit, the topic of, of the ego. And you think talent, ambitiousness, internal drive, the potential, the chip on your shoulder. These are the qualities that have helped build the world that we live in today, right? And, and behind any great idea, invention, company, Man, woman that you idolize, they probably hold one or all of those traits. And a lot of people might have said that about you, huh? You know, you have the potential, you have the talent, you're a hard worker, um, you're the young gun that everyone talks about in the company that's rising through the ranks, you, you're, you have the talent, you're the freshman on the team that's kicking butt. You're Tiger Woods in 1997 that dominated the Masters and everyone's talking about as the, the next best thing. Well, how about greed, gluttony, cockiness, ego? Equally, these traits have helped to shape the world and bring great organizations, great people, great ideas, great inventions down. Unfortunately... For you, the same abilities that I just talked about, ambition, potential, leave us vulnerable for our egos, right? And just as 
positive as some of those other traits can be, ego can be just as destructive. Pretty soon you're 2009 Tiger Woods getting caught in cheating scandals, becoming a shell of yourself. Um, and hopefully you can recover to become the Tiger Woods of today that just won the Masters, uh, which is pretty crazy to see. And the Greek have a word, and I might be mispronouncing, but I, I believe it's euthymia, which describes the process of staying on our paths without looking at distractions, right? Tunnel vision, right? I was with a buddy last week who uh, is interested in scuba diving. He like he enjoys scuba diving, and he, he enjoys the fact that when you're doing it, you can't look to the sides, you can't look behind you. So although that's dangerous, you know, if a shark's behind you, it's a time where you're present. You're in the moment. You're looking forward. You're really caught in there. You're not looking at distractions. And so if we want to have our euthymia, we want to be on the, on the path. We know what it feels like to be on the path when you're working hard and things are clicking. And you're going the right way and you're doing the right things without distractions. How do we do that? Ryan Holiday breaks that down in this book, The Ego is the Enemy. And he puts it in three different parts, right? he wants to help us with. We want to be humble in our aspirations. We want to be gracious in our success. And we want to be resilient in our failures. Right? So I'm going to break this down a little bit. I want to dive into the book on a few different times. So he breaks it into the aspirations. He says, Doing great work is a struggle. It's draining. It's demoralizing. It's frightening. Not always, but it can feel that way when we're deep in the middle of it. We fill, we talk to fill the void and the uncertainty. Void, Marlon Brando, a quiet actor, if there ever was one, once said, is terrifying to most people. It is almost as if we are assaulted by silence or confronted by it, particularly if we're swallowed our ego to lie to us over the years, which is so damaging for one reason. The greatest work and art comes from wrestling with the void, facing it, instead of scrambling to make it go away. Holiday brings in a lot of historical figures and people that are, are very famous, like someone like Genghis Khan or Malcolm X. And he also brings in some unique people that you, you most likely have never heard of. And, and this passage comes from a, a legendary Air Force pilot, John Boyd. And this is a, a, a speech that he gives to young military leaders. He said, one day you will come to a fork in the road, and you're going to have to make a decision about which direction you want to go. If you go to the left, you can be somebody. You'll have to make compromises, and you'll have to turn your back on your friends. But you'll be a member of the club, you'll get promoted, and you'll get good assignments. Or... You can go the other way, and you can do something. Something for your country, and for your Air Force, and for yourself. If you decide you want to do something, you may not get promoted, and you may not get the good assignments, and you will certainly not be a favorite of your superiors. But you won't have to compromise yourself. You will be true to your friends and to yourself, and your work might make a difference. To be somebody or to do something. In life, there's often a roll call. That's when you will have to make a decision. And so if you think about that, you be somebody or you do something. You be somebody on social media and you take the picture of your car 
your watch, you buy the fancy house so that when friends come over, they think you're wealthy. You tell, tell when someone asks you how you're doing, you tell everyone you're doing great, everything's going well, or you do something. You take all that time when you're worrying about your perception and you actually put in the work. You write the pages. You make the sale. You get in the gym. You eat healthy. work on your relationship. Go to church, whatever it may be. Be someone or do something. John Wooden, the famous coach that that I quote quite frequently, says that um, character is greater than reputation because that's what you really are. Reputation is what people think you are. Character is what is actually behind the curtain. Let's bring it back to the book. Holiday talks about something that I thought was really cool. It's called the Canvas Strategy. And... He starts off with this. He says, In the Roman system of art and science, there existed a concept for which we have only a partial analog. Successful businessmen, politicians, or rich playboys would subsidize a number of writers, thinkers, artists, and performers. More than just being paid to produce works of art, these artists performed a number of tasks in exchange for protection, food, and gifts. One of the roles was that of an antiambulo, literally meaning one who clears the path. And Antiambulu proceeded in front of his patron anywhere they traveled in Rome, making way, communicating messages, and generally making the patron's life easier. He brings it forward by saying, When someone gets his first job or joins a new organization, he's often given this advice, Make other people look good and you will do well. Keep your head down, they say. Serve your boss. Naturally, this is not what the kid who has chosen all of all the other kids for the position wants to hear. It's not what a Harvard grad expects. After all, they got that degree precisely to avoid the supposed indignity. Let's flip it around so it doesn't see, seem so demeaning. It's not kissing ass. It's not making someone look good. It's about providing the supports so that others can be good. The better wording for this is finding canvases for other people to paint on. Be an antumbulo. Clear the path for the people above you and you will eventually create a path for yourself. He speaks about a real person and a little story here that, that you know, really displays the Canvas strategy quite well. Um, after graduating from Wesleyan University, a young man joined the Baltimore Colts uh, in, I think, 1975. He was an assistant football coach. He's making about $25 a week, right? And so his strategy was simple. He wanted to learn as much as he could and put in the work that no one wanted to do, the grunt work, right? So grunt work in football terms is studying film, right? It's something that no one wants to do. You just essentially replay all the games from the past from your team, your opponent's teams, and watch plays and look for trends and break it down, and it's really time uh, it takes a lot of time and it's a lot of effort and it's boring as hell for most people. So this young man said, hey, I'll take the film. Takes the film, goes into a room alone, crushes it, asks for more, asks for more, asks for more. Keeps doing it. Gets in before everyone, leaves after everyone, does the grunt work, doesn't ask for any credit, any favors, anything. 
After a while, not only did that work ethic garner respect, hey, this is the guy that gets in early, the guy that stays late, the guy that does the grunt work, but it actually improved his skill set enough to earn more money and earn more responsibility. So go figure. When you actually do the work, it pays off because you start to learn, you start to develop skills. The only thing that really gets rewarded in this world is building a skill set that adds value. Now, after countless film sessions, seasons, setbacks, 40 years later, that young man became the most successful coach in the history of football, maybe even in the history of sports. It's Bill Belichick. And so, you know, in short, Holiday tells us, say less, do more when you're in your aspiration mode, right? Find a way to do the grunt work, the work that is below you. Holiday says greatness means you're the least important person in the room until you change that with results. And, in, you know, to wrap up the first section of the book, it's, it's about you're ambitious, you want all these things, you think that just because you graduated college and, you know, you're, you're ambitious and you're eager and you're, you, you read a few books that you're ready to be the CEO of the company, right? Or that you're ready to make a million dollars or whatever it may be and you got to go through the grunt work. You got to stay humble. Uh, you can't get too crazy in some of your aspirations. You want to keep drinking, dreaming big, think big, act small. Think big, act small. That's David Schwartz, The Magic of Thinking Big. Check out that book also. Shout out to David Schwartz. want to bring it, before we bring it to the second section, also talk about one quote in this that stood out to me. Henry Ford, you can't build a reputation on what you're going to do. When you say you're going to do something, I'm going to add value, I'm going to make that sale, I'm going to win over that customer, I'm going to win that business, I'm going to lift those weights, I'm going to find a girlfriend, boyfriend, I'm going to do this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. No reputation was ever made off of what you're going to do. It's on what you do. You get paid for what you've done. You get rewarded for what you've done. You lose weight, gain muscle because of the workouts that you've done, the salads that you've eaten, not the ones that you will eat. Aspirations are great. Goals are great, but it's what happens. It's the follow-through that makes the difference. Moving on. <clears throat> The second section is about success. Once you climb that mountain, once you get to that successful point, can't let the ego get in the way there either. Ralph Waldo Emerson once said, every man I meet is my master in some point, and in that I learn of him. Be gracious in your success. Um, learn from everyone. Be a student. He talks about this several times in the book. Be a student. Be a student of life. Um, every, you can learn something from everyone, someone that's below you on the totem pole, some, you know, random person on the street, someone that you think you're smarter than or better than, um, someone that you might be healthier than might be in a better relationship than you. Someone that might make more money than you or less money than you might be better in the health department. You're not better than everyone in every bucket. That's just not possible, right? So find the people that are better than you in certain areas and learn from them. On this topic, there's a Zen Buddhist uh, word. It's called Shashin, I believe it's pronounced, uh, which means the beginner's mind, right? So it refers to having the open-mindedness, the eagerness, the zealous to 
uh, learn when you're studying or working on a subject, regardless of the level of mastery that you've attained, right? So it's approaching work on something with the mind of a beginner, the eagerness of someone that's just starting it and getting into it, even if you've been doing it for 30 years. You think about this with people that are running businesses, you know, the old athlete, uh, someone that's been doing something for so long, maybe writing for 30 years, they still approach it like they're a kid, you know, and just enjoying it. And just it's something that they love. And holiday, sh- uh, holiday sites, Genghis Khan as a prime example of this, right? And it might be a little uh, outside of the norm, outside of what you may think. I think Khan is, is generally seen as a barbarian, as a bloodthirsty warrior that, you know, raped and pillaged villages until, you know, he got what he wanted, uh, where, in fact, he, he's a really good representation of, of Shoshin, right? One biographer describes Khan um, as a persistent cycle of pragmatic learning, experimental adaptation, and constant revision driven by his uniquely disciplined and focused will, right? So it's Shoshin. It's the beginner's mind, right? It's not thinking that you know it all, regardless of the success that you may have had, right? It's it's the flutist that despite her success at the latest symphony, she's training for hours. It's the entrepreneur that he asks his customers and employees how he can do better despite the fact that he just IPO'd. It's the tennis star that celebrates her recent tournament win by doing a three-hour session of working on her cross-court backhand, working on the fundamentals, draining and tri- training and drilling just because she... Loves it. She knows she wants to get better, right? These are examples of the beginner's mind. It's the examples of of Shoshin. Are you practicing it? Are you working on the fundamentals? I think back and, you know, I've been working in sales for four years, right? And to think about the fundamentals, there's so many fundamentals to get back to about how do you write a good email? How do you build rapport with someone? How do you follow up? How do you open up a call? How do you start enthusiasm? How do you ask the right questions? All of these things that you overlook in your day-to-day. Other fundamentals, like am I drinking enough water? Am I getting the rest I need? Am I working out a couple times a week? You know, am I reading 30 minutes a day? Am I calling my mom and my dad? Tell them I love them, right? These are things that we know are basic. We know they're simple. And despite how good you are and your fitness or in your relationships, maybe you overlook a few of those things. I, I certainly do sometimes. And that's where holiday really challenges us to be gracious in our success. The third avenue, the third time in life that holiday calls us, calls out our ego is in failure, right? There's an old uh, Celtic saying, see much, study much, suffer much. As someone that I'm a voracious reader, I've been doing this podcast for close to two years. I've uh, done over 110 episodes and I've interviewed some of the most inspirational people on the planet. Uh, Hall of Fame athletes, gold medalists, best-selling authors, CEOs, uh, mothers, fathers, my grandfather, um, some really inspiring cats. And when you go back and listen to them, when I really think about it, one of the things that separates them from most people, maybe myself, maybe you, 
is how they see failure, right? They think about failure in, in a different way. You know, the race that they couldn't finish, the three companies they started that failed, you know, the letter of bankruptcy that they got, you know, some of those could have been avoided uh, if it were not for ego in certain scenarios. But they look back on them, they reminisce on them, they wear them like badges of honor, right? So when you think about failure, it's a time where you can get down on yourself. We get in the slumps. We all do it. We burn out. You know, we've been, we're exhausted. We're, we've been traveling so much. We just need to sleep. You're in sales and you just hit three bad months in a row. You're not hitting your numbers. Your business is, is going on the backside. You're losing customers. You're losing momentum. You're fit, your best employee just left to go to your competitor. Your girlfriend, your boyfriend dumped you. There's so many ways that life can just kick the shit out of us. And it will. It will uh, time and time again, right? Things that Some things you can control via your ego. Some things you can't even dream of it. It's a natural effect. And some things just happen that are outside of your control, right? But it's about taking those failures, taking that rock bottom. As Holiday puts it, the fight club moment, right? Where your house burns down and all your possessions are ruined. You have a choice. You have a choice of how to respond to that, of how to say, hey, my, your ego is telling you, I, I, didn't, I didn't do that. I didn't burn my house down. I didn't, I didn't mean to get it sick. I didn't mean to, you know, get a disease or overwork myself or get burnt out or ruin this relationship. But it happened. But it happened. Whether you did it or not, whether you controlled it or not, whether you meant to or not, it happened. You messed up. An unfortunate series of events happen to you. It's how do you respond from that? Take your ego out, get to work, and try to make it a little bit better. I want to close this with a thought. Joe Rogan, the godfather of podcasting, frequently gives advice to people of be the hero of your own story, right? Imagine that your life is a storybook, a movie, and you want to be the hero, right? So with the hero sleep in past their alarm every day and be lazy and treat people like shit. No, they wouldn't. They'd get up. They'd get after it. They'd go after their goals. They'd treat people really well. they treat themselves well. they treat their body well. They would do the right thing. They would accomplish a lot, treat people well along the way, and make the world a better place. That's what heroes do, right? So think about being the hero of your own story as we close this out when you're on the grind when you're aspiring. Don't get cocky too early. Don't think you're better than you think than you really are, right? When you hit that first point of success and subsequent successes after that, congrats. Give yourself a little pat on the back. Nothing wrong with that. But would the hero of your own story get complacent after that success? Would they get complacent after they hit their sales quota? Would they get complacent after they, you know, ate clean for a month, did whole 30? Whatever it may be, no. They'd get back on the train and do it again and do it better. And when you hit failure, when they're in the boxing ring and they see the first sight of blood, would they throw in the towel, say, I'm out, bad thing happens, you have a tough week, you have a tough day, you have a tough month, God forbid you have a tough year, they throw it in the towel, say, hey, this life's not for me, no. They'd come back. It's a minor setback for a major comeback. 
That's what they'd say to themselves. And they'd push forward. And they'd put in the work. They'd do a little bit more than they did the last day. And they'd find a new strategy. They'd find new people to connect with and new people to learn from and network from and have virtual mentors, right? You take the ego out of play. And as Holiday said at the beginning, right, we're humble in our aspirations, we're gracious in our success, we're resilient in our failures, right? I think the ego is something that, God, I've read this book three times now, and I found myself in all three of those places, right? And feeling myself get a little too cocky sometimes on the come up, get a little too complacent sometimes after I do well, and get a little melancholy sometimes. When I mess up, I'm there with you. I believe if you really think about it, you have probably fallen in the same trap. Sometimes some some of us more than others, right? But that doesn't mean you can't work on it. You can't get a little bit better. So I thank you. I thank you for listening. I want to keep this brief. Again, if you're listening on, on YouTube, shout out. This is me. This is my hotel room in Seattle. Check it. Courtyard Marriott, shout out. Um, if you're listening, wherever you are, Please give a subscribe, give a review, check out the blog, share it with a friend. Doing this all because I love you guys. I want you to be great. I want to be great. Make it an amazing week. Make it an amazing month. Remember, check that ego at the door. Out.